urine penis pump. Uh, uh, game. Insertion points. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's fair. Better not be recording me without punching me over. I just need some goddamn stingers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Super Serious Social Justice. I almost forgot our name. It's been so long since we've done this, you guys. <laughs> what episode is it? Twelve? I, I didn't, I didn't prepare for that. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's twelve. It is the episode after Thanksgiving! Yeah! <laughs> so, thank you everyone for tuning in. We took the week off last week to enjoy some turkey and cranberry sauce. And some of us enjoyed babies! One, one of us. a baby. One that of sounds us enjoyed a baby. so inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, okay, not as part of the dinner. Yeah. I should just say that. Some of us were exposed to babies. And that were... sounds filthy. Like, a little bit, like, wanna buy a watch? Oh, God. oh no! <laughs> no! I was thinking more like a disease Subjected vector. to. Yeah. Subjected oh. to babies. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and we're less excited about that. <laughs> I was not... Uh, exposed or subjected or <laughs> nor did I enjoy any babies over Thanksgiving but um, uh, Courtney went down and got to meet her brand new niece niece brand new niece who was adorable she posted photos all freaking weekend long and it was gorgeous wait her name is Mira Cora what Caroline Caroline every time I look at it it looks like miracle whenever you hashtag it it does Mira oh, Caroline yeah I never even thought about that yeah. no, Caroline was my gr- like miracle no Caroline um Caroline is my grandmother on my dad's side's okay. name and she died when I was in third grade oh. she's just a really important part of our family so she got named after her when you say it out loud it doesn't sound like miracle but when you just glance at it I'm like miracle <laughs> no yeah Mira Caroline so, She's hella cute. And I'm not going to share pictures even though I want to because yeah. privacy. Yeah. Right, right. There was also a new baby at my Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, a new a new nephew, Judah. And then uh, my other sister-in-law is expecting. So we got babies everywhere, plus a bunch of tots. Got, was it a baby explosion? Well, so there's there's the one, <laughs> the one kettle who's like a month old, and then we got two three-year-olds, and then I think a five and a six-year-old, plus one more on the way. They are productive humans. There's, there's. You mean the people who are pushing out babies? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say children like, typically children are, are not, not productive. productive. No, I mean like <laughs> those parents are. There's a lot of babies. Babies. Well, so because of the holidays and because of being around so much family, uh, we were thrown around the idea of tackling child-free versus childless versus wanting children. So basically child by choice or child free by choice and we thought that would make a good full episode for the show so one of the things that we wanted to kick off with was some of the language around that one of the first things that we find when we start looking at child free and childless is those are considered very different things by some people so there is this um conception that wait that's the wrong word there's this idea there's this perception there's this there's this thing <laughs> that people thing. There's a people thing uh, where we we tend to differentiate between someone who is childless by circumstance or um, by not choice. So someone who doesn't have children because they can't have children or 
People who have miscarried often put themselves mm-hmm. in that category. People with infertility. Yeah, people who have lost children. Yeah. Things like that. So, when childless. We're, yeah. When we're talking about those folks, it tends to be more like grief support mm-hmm. or, you know, this feeling that they really are longing for a child and can't have that. And that's not what we're going to talk about today. No. We want to talk about... Um, the party we are throwing for not having babies. <laughs> well, no, not all of us, though. That's what's going to make this a fun episode. That's true. That's true. As usual, I am the outlier. <laughs> oh, God, that was so loud. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? I don't, I don't think you can be an outlier in an N of three. I, yeah. don't, I don't think that's even... No, but, like, typically when we've had discussions, I would say that I have been... There's been a mix. I, have, I don't know. I have been an outlier. Actually, I lie. There's been... Mm-hmm. Maybe I just feel like an outlier. Oh, baby. <laughs> Imposter syndrome is a different episode. It is. We should talk about that one soon, because that's hitting me hard. <laughs> All right, but about those babies. I love them. Or about those non-babies. Yeah. So child-free. So child-free uh, is not childless. Child-free tends to refer to uh, people who have chosen to not rear or raise children. Or I think... Typically, people who would not even get pregnant. Right. Yeah. Because there is the possibility that you could have a baby and then put it up for adoption or be a sure, surrogate or whatever. surrogate, yeah. 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 And some of those people might identify as child-free, but it tends to be no pregnancy, mm-hmm. no babies. So those are those are a couple different words that we ran across. Uh, were there other... I think the other thing that I would throw out there is that typically this conversation happens about women. That it's a very woman-centric conversation. Mm -hmm. And I read one article that said that does a disservice to fathers and Mm -hmm. their ability to talk about this and to make an active choice and for society to see fathers as having an active parental role. Um, I would say it also does a disservice to people who maybe don't identify as female but have the parts to make a baby. Yep. Mm -hmm. I will say that I think there are lots of good reasons that the conversation tends to circulate around women. One of them being that women are the ones who have the most pressure put on them to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, if a man is child-free or childless into later life, people don't tend to be as judgmental. Um, another is that women bear most of the brunt of the decision to have and raise a child. So mm-hmm. I think there are reasons that it tends to be woman-focused, but it would be great if we could open that conversation up a little bit more. And that's not to say that men don't experience some um, negative attitudes towards choosing not to have children. Yeah. Uh, I was reading one article... I was just imagining. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I was, just like imagining, with the class? I was just imagining some some poor dude out there just getting shit from his mom and grandma. Like, when are you going to give me a baby? It like, happens all the time. Yeah, it right. Does. I know it does. But that's right. kind of what I was thinking. Was but like, also, I put like, my brother in that unfortunate position. <laughs> where, like, I have been adamant it's that I do not you. want it's kids. And, you, yeah. bro. and so my mom is like, when? When? Yeah, and I was reading one article that was saying that men tend to be seen as less responsible and have have uh, there's not a lot of great research on men and their reproductive choices, but this one was saying that men can be seen in their workplace as less responsible. Really? Because they're not family men. They don't have a reason oh. to stay at their current job. They might be seen as less loyal. They might be seen as more caddish. Catish? Yeah. Oh no, my. Cad. 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 Of course Cad-ish. you thought like cat. We're like cats. Of course you thought cat. I, I knew as soon as I saw your face that you heard cat instead of cat. Do we like, do we like <laughs> cat-esque? 
Oh, I can't. You can. <laughs> Such cad. That's a good word. I like that word. Oh shit, that was good. But, um, <laughs> so traditionally, right? Traditionally, women are mothers and wives, caretakers, right? That mm-hmm. it, historically, that has been the quote unquote role of women. Um, and women who did not want to follow that historically have had to take other roles. Uh, in society to be seen as a, a value to society. So uh, the celibate caretaker role, either as a nun or a governess or something like that, and more recently as a working woman, a career woman, right? Mm-hmm. No? I no, I'm had... just laughing. and I'm, I have so many thoughts in my brain right now. Right. Continue. You want to continue? You want to go on? I have so many thoughts. Just keep going because you're doing great. Uh, I was mostly having an internal discussion with myself. Was it a good one? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. are you going to share these internal thoughts? This, that's what we're here for. It was okay. I was, <laughs> yeah, it was good. I saw a little bit of silliness online. Um, uh, some women who don't like the, the mouthful that is child-free by choice are like, what else can we call this? And one woman is like, I prefer to be called Baroness. Oh, snap. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so good. Like, that's silly and that's never going to catch on. And that I just, fucking rules, I, I had that image in my head from Mean Girls. Stop trying to make Baroness happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Stop but I like it. Fetch happen. Fetch. All right, so. What? Bagels. Bagels. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, great. <laughs> Yay, inside jokes on the radio. Yay. It works really well. So good. So good. So. So. Some people are kind of assholes when you're child-free, though. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Like. Some child-free people are also kind of assholes. I mean, that's totally true. <laughs> I, think there's, uh, I think there's judgment on both sides, but I do, I have experienced more judgment on the Absolutely. People who have children using judging people who don't have children. Yes. Wow, that was a mouthful. <laughs> Whew. The child deal. So let's talk about like some myths and perceptions that we have experienced as so we are none of us that I know of have had children, correct? Do we feel like sharing that? <laughs> My secret baby. <laughs> I think it's in the closet. <laughs> You keep it in the closet. What? I keep making really bad jokes about babies. <laughs> uh, as long as we don't make sis- dead baby no, jokes. No dead baby jokes. I, yeah, I made an hat. accidental murdering babies joke, and it wasn't on no, purpose. It's not fun. Yeah, and I think I pissed off my sister-in-law real bad. <gasps> oh, you did it this weekend? No, well, like last weekend, because my other sister-in-law just announced that she was pregnant, and uh-huh. so first sister-in-law was hashtagged can't stop this line. Because both of them were having kids. Mm. And I commented and said, yes, I can. Because oh, <laughs> I thought it was really funny. That may have been a poor choice. And I'm pretty sure she got pretty <laughs> offended and was like, um, unless you're going to kill all of our kids. And I was like, oh, no, you found out my secret plan. And then I was like, oh, she's definitely not taking this the right way. <laughs> Shit. Just keep digging. Just keep yeah. digging. Uh, so, no, no secret children. I'm pretty sure that if I had any children, you would know about it immediately. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. We all have secrets that I, like, try to force you to share on the air. <laughs> like, the second I asked that, I was like, what the hell are you thinking? A proverbial skeleton in the closet. Ew. The very cold closet where you keep the games. <clears throat> and the dead. Baby. No! Oh, no. Done, done. 
Okay, so one of the things that I probably hear the most as someone who is pretty outspoken about never wanting to have children is um, you'll feel differently when you're older. Yep. But you still you still have time. My my aunt, one of my aunts had a child when she was 40, and she very quickly fell into that. Well, I decided, yeah, I didn't decide until I was 40 that I wanted a baby, and so I think that there's, you know, you might you might feel differently when you grow older. You might. You, you might. might. My mom has mm-hmm. done that one, because she had kids in her 40s, mm-hmm. and so she's like, I didn't want kids at all, and then I had you guys, and it was great, and I wish I'd started earlier, because I love babies so much. Mm-hmm. I was like, great. Uh, my doctor, I, I went to um, a doctor trying to get a tubal ligation, and she was like, well, I thought that I wanted to be childless for a really long time, and I was married to a guy that didn't want to have kids, so I was sure it was never going to happen. And then we got divorced, and then I met my dream man, and he really wanted bio kids, so then I got pregnant and had babies. What if that happens to you? Mm -hmm. I was like, well, in that very unlikely circumstance, I would dump his ass, because that's a (laughs) deal breaker! (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, my favorite one is, it's different when it's yours. Yep. Oh, that's a good one. It's different when it's yours. You might not like other people's kids, but you'll like your kids. Hmm. Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm so offensive on this topic. I'm so sorry. It's amazing. I love it. Let's go to one of the myths that all people who want to be child-free are assholes. <laughs> Shut up. Sanctimonious assholes. Shut up. Judgy McJudger faces who look down on people who do have kids. I think in some ways I do because I'm terrified of kids. And Uh so I imagine that everyone who has kids is actually just afraid all the time and feels miserable because every time I interact with kids, I'm like, this is awful. This is the most stressful experience that I've ever had in my life. Why would someone want to do this 24-7? But I also trust them when they say, like, no, this is very fulfilling and enjoying and, and enjoyable to me. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. that's cool. You Courtney, go do that. Co- Courtney just walked out in the middle of our podcast. Yeah, I don't know where she's going. <laughs> what, what should we, we do? call attention to it. What, 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 what should we do? Just silence a sneeze. So oh. We have to edit it out. <laughs> I was, fine. I was going to do something. I was going to prank you. You came back too soon. Um. So, like, I think on, on one hand, like, I, <laughs> like, I am not good at theory of mind. I'm not good at really radically empathizing with people to the point that I could actually understand what it might feel like to enjoy the presence of small children. Mm -hmm. But I will trust people when they tell me that that's what they enjoy. And I'm not going to tell them that they shouldn't have babies. Like, that's absurd. Because you're not actually an asshole. I try not to be. For the most part. Yeah. That I have seen. I mean, sometimes. (laughs) Everyone is sometimes. Yes. Except for that one time. You just told us about I said everyone is sometimes. Oh. I know! I was pointing out the one time that you told us about how you said that you are going to stop the family line. Cool. (laughs) Cool. How how, how about when people come up to you and I'm sorry, I felt really judged in that moment. You did with me? No, no. With with both of my sisters-in-law posting about like, ah, Mauer babies, they're so great. More Mauer babies. And I was like, can you just calm your tits for a minute? Like, not all of the Mauers want to have babies. <laughs> it's fine. Can we put that meme notes? in there? I love that. The calm your tits meme. Have you seen this? No. Oh shit! It's like a cartoon lady, and then her boobs like go crazy. <laughs> calm your tits. Shoot. Dollar. No. Dollar. Put me down for a dollar. What did you say? I said the steel. Oh, oh okay. she did. Dead. Girl. But yeah. Her her pencil drawn boobs <laughs> just kind of 
flop around I in thought the pencil was an adjective to describe her boobs, not how they were drawn, and I was really disturbed. That's why I said pencil drawn. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm good. It's all good. Where are we? Oh, my gosh. We are at... <laughs> Did you just show her the thing? We're at myths. No. Myths and things no. that uh, we've heard from people, um, things that people tend to say about child-free people. So I like it when a really tired new parent with, like, bags under their eyes and... Do I have to tell you how good it is? Yeah. It's totally worth it. Totally worth it. And I just want to be like, you cannot be the spokesperson for having children right now because... Your body language is giving lie to your words. <laughs> Do you actually like this, or are you just too tired? The thing to that confuses me is when is there's this like weird disconnect that a lot of parents have, where they will at once tell you how very very difficult it is to be a parent, and how you will never understand true exhaustion or like true hard work or whatever right. it is and at the same time be like but it's the most fulfilling thing in the world don't you wish you had it but also aren't you so lucky because you can sleep in and like you gotta pick one or the other you guys <laughs> like it can't be the most exhausting grueling 24 7 job that makes you miserable and also the most fulfilling thing in your life mm-hmm. i don't i don't understand do you have another myth or perception that you that, that tickles you we talked about so many before this, and now, of course, my brain is blank. Olivia? You just haven't found the right man yet. Oh, that's a good one. Uh-huh. You'll want him when you find the right guy. <clears throat> yeah, that one That one makes my skin crawl, because, honestly, um, I, I, didn't, I haven't wanted kids ever in my whole life, and that was one of the first discussions I would have with people that I dated. Mm-hmm. Like, before things were even serious, it's like, you sit down, hey, you want kids? <laughs> Um, well, hey, I don't want I kids. Are you okay you with that? If you wanted bread for the table, but you can go there. You know. <laughs> oh my god! The first conversation I had with Jacob was whether I wanted to live forever because he wants to be cryogenically frozen. Mm. So we had a conversation both about my suicidality and his desire to live forever. Mm-hmm. That was our that first conversation. That that yeah, like forget the small yeah, talk. Was yeah, like, that's good. Um, I mean, Brian and I just kind of talk about how our poop was that day. That's basically <laughs> as far as we go into the deeps. <laughs> I'm joking. This is a funny podcast. What about... So, um, no, but I just want to talk about that one for a second. Yeah, for The sure. idea that, that a relationship with a partner would affect my decision as an individual oh, yeah. is really creepy for me. And I, I think that's what makes it... So such a creepy... That's what Olivia's doctor said, too. And I'm, like, particularly uncomfortable with the idea that if I personally still don't want kids, but my partner does, Mm -hmm. that there should be a part of me that's willing to give up my bodily autonomy and get pregnant for someone else. Like, that's really horrifying to me. But I also have a lot of body horror about pregnancy, so... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Somebody upstairs is, like... Rolling bowling balls, I think. It's not my upstairs. It's my neighbor. Yeah. It's fine. What I'll about... shake my fist at her later. Yeah. <laughs> I... So, I actually had this happen, and I'd forgotten that this happened until you brought it up. Um, someone had said when they were looking through the the internets that one of the th- things that people say is that it's not a choice, that you're actually childless, not child-free. That people say that they're child-free, but it's really because they're, they can't get pregnant. So they pretend? Yeah, and I, I <laughs> actually I actually had someone, like, 
some woman like get really sympathetic towards me and be like, are you having trouble? Like, do you, do, can you have kids? Is that, is yeah. that why you don't want to, one of the articles I was reading, yeah, it was like this woman gossiping with her mom friends about mm-hmm. their friend who didn't have a kid. And they were like, what's wrong with her? Is it marital problems? Like, can she not conceive or something? And they like could not grasp the concept mm-hmm. that she just decided not to. Yeah. Uh, the biggest one I think we saw was selfish. Yep, like people right. who don't have children are selfish. They just want to live their hedonistic lifestyle. Oh, they yeah, wanna, this they one actually spend all their money on themselves. Oh Buy my another God. pair of Jimmy Choo's. That's that, and you just hate them, which is not necessarily yeah. true. You can like kids. Oh, you hate kids, not Jimmy yeah. Choo's. <laughs> I mean, I, don't... I mean, but, like, here's the other thing is I am legitimately afraid of kids. Like, I feel very uncomfortable around children, and I want it to be okay for me to have that real-life experience. Like, yeah. that is not the same as being racist or sexist or something, and a lot of people want to equate it to that. But children's right. brains are actually, they want to be like, oh, it's ageist to say that you don't like children. They're individual humans. And, like, yes, they are. But their brains are at a different developmental stage. And that's very intimidating to me because I find other brains very challenging, much less brains that are physically completely different from my mm-hmm. own. And so, like, it's okay if you feel uncomfortable around kids. Doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't mean you hate them. Doesn't mean you want them all to die or something. Like, it's okay to have some discomfort around kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, once, do you remember the protester that we met on the sidewalk? We haven't really talked about this yet, have we? Mm-mm. Um, so when doing a clinic escorting stint, it was right around 40 days for life, which we have talked about on this podcast. Yeah. And remember, who was it? Creepy, was it creepy grandpa? grandpa? Creepy grandpa held up an infant in front of my face and said, you can't even look at this baby, can you? Look at this child. And I looked right at that kid who had to be like 15 months old. And I'm like, I am so sorry. You are fantastic. Like, just to assume that because I'm there for... I'm so sorry yeah. you're related to I'm sorry that you're being used person. as a prop right now. Yeah. God. Also, I know some people who are child-free who fucking love kids. I love kids! I even yeah. want to be... I'm, I'm going to be the world's worst babysitter someday. Yeah. I'm going to be like... Courtney ever decides to have kids. Got Listen, it, Courtney? God. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to have a stable... security is important to yeah. me. Yes. Because well, also, I'm like... fucking stable. I'm not a goddamn monster. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another fun one is um, many people are, in fact, child-free because kids are damn expensive. Oh, yeah. yeah. But some people think that that's, like, an inappropriate reason not to have kids, that you want to actually be able to financially provide for those kids. Mm-hmm. Having kids is real expensive, you guys. Yeah. I always like the people who are like, oh, you're never going to be financially ready. I'm like, uh, nope, but I can try. Yeah, like, fuck you. <laughs> I can be more financially ready than I am I now. I can try real hard, actually. I can Thanks. plan for a child. Yeah. It's because people don't want to equate children with things, you know, because yeah. we equate saving up for things. We don't, we don't think about saving up to have children. Yeah, and children are a miraculous gift from God. Oh, so they are a thing? They are a thing, but they're a miracle, and you don't plan for them. They're given to you oh. when God feels like it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Okay, so there's another one. So people who don't have kids are ignoring God. Ignoring oh, absolutely. That was all over. That's why I haven't eyes. had him yet. Oh, no. <laughs> I 
Because <laughs> JC and I are not a good friends. <laughs> you have to get a little closer I'll to take JC it on for drinks later. <laughs> so this is one I hadn't heard before, um, was some people think that single people, single children are less likely to have kids because yep. they weren't raised with kids yep. or with siblings. Or that, like, youngests are less likely to want kids because they didn't have to... Like, I think that is actually part of it for me, is I wasn't exposed to kids growing up. I was okay. the youngest. I had no younger cousins. I have not been around babies until, like, this year. And so there is, I think, something to be said for how normalized it is to see children in your life and to have that expectation that more babies will be had. Most of my aunts and uncles did not reproduce and if they had, it had been done far before me. Mm-hmm. And so there was never this, like, now it's, like, baby making is a natural part of life. That was a very foreign thing to me, and it didn't make sense. So you remember before when I was laughing because I had a conversation in my own brain? Yeah. That wasn't you, very good. No, but this one was. Okay. Oh, you had another one. I had okay. a real good one just now. So you remember the dancing baby from Ally McBeal, the one who goes, ooh, good, Chaka, ooh, good, ooh, <laughs> yeah. good, and he dances around? I remember when that. You, okay, so combine that with Beyonce's single ladies because single children, and I was like seeing the dancing oh, the baby going, oh, what? Oh, 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 my God. Someone needs to make that. No. I told you that one was Someone good. absolutely does not need to yeah, make that. Yeah, that's terrifying. Please, no. like look inside my brain it's beautiful (laughs) i'm terrifying thank you it's very affirming so the idea that people don't want to have kids because they maybe they were subjected to abuse when they were a kid maybe there's some trauma there it's the same bullshit thing about like asexuality yeah yeah but also like homosexuality hey fun fact if you grew up in a really abusive household it's not that weird to not want to have kids no because you may not want to perpetuate that cycle that is absolutely true yeah Oh, also, also, if you fucking tell somebody with a disability or a mental illness that they shouldn't reproduce because they'll pass it on, I will personally show up at your door and punch you in the uterus whether or not you have one. It's an excellent threat. Fucking hate it. How will you do that if they don't have one? I will find a way. (laughs) I will find it. I will take a uterus, shove it down their throat, and then punch it. Oh, okay. I will cut it out on construction paper, (laughs) smoosh it on their stomach in the appropriate area, and then punch real hard. That sounds easier than finding a spare uterus and shoving it down something. They can have mine. I don't really want mine. It's like pin the uterus on the asshole. Yeah. Because, like, the idea that it is... Can that be our episode? Yes. <laughs> Pin the uterus on the asshole. That's... I'm going to draw that. I'm going to draw a target. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uterus target. Yeah. Being child-free or not should not be because you feel as if it's irresponsible for people like you to exist. That's <sighs> fucked up. Now, that being said, part of my reason for not wanting kids is because of my mental illness, but we'll get into that mm-hmm. in a minute. How... What about... How do you know you won't like being a mother? <laughs> that was one Guess of what? Fun. Having a kid is not the way to try it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe like, babysit some kids for the weekend. Here's a fun fact. Everything in the world, we don't know if we'll like it until we try it by this mm-hmm. logic. We don't do everything in the world just to see. There are some things that we can logically figure out based on trying similar stuff. So, I don't know, like, going to grad school in math. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't like that based on the math classes I took in high school and college. But how do you know? I, I guess I don't. <laughs> I guess that I don't. So maybe I should go to graduate school in math. That's probably a good choice, right? Can I just, I want to share a meme that I saw online really quick. Memes are always fun to share on radio. <laughs> Verbally. <laughs> Verbally. It was, it was uh, I think it was on Twitter. It was, uh, someone said, 
A woman said, get pregnant and you'll find out who your true friends are. <laughs> Someone responded, I feel like there are steps you can take before you get to that. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are other ways to find out who your friends are without getting pregnant. <laughs> oh, man. It's, like, a little bit different from, like, how do you know you won't like ham and cheese unless you try yeah. it? Like, it's just so much of a bigger deal. I mean, and it's, like, the same thing as, like, how do you know you're gay if you haven't had straight sex? Because I don't want to. I fucking know <laughs> what makes me excited. How do you know if you don't have gay sex? Yeah. Hello? Hello? Get it. Get it. <laughs> How do you know you're not a serial killer until you try it? <laughs> there she goes again. <laughs> Brienne said that one first, but it was before the mic was Olivia, on. Olivia, shame on you. Olivia! <laughs> not making any friends tonight, I see. <laughs> but, Courtney, if you don't have children, who's going to take care of you when you're old? I don't know, fucking nursing home. Yeah, right? <laughs> All the money all that I spent anywhere. <laughs> we're all going there anyway. The money I didn't spend on kids. <laughs> so this is one that I, I've actually, I've had this thought um, before. Like, I, I'm really close to my mom and I'm really glad that I'm going to be there for her. You know, she, she's local, so it's great. And um, I've had that thought like, well, you know, when I'm older, and then I quickly come to my senses and go, I'm going to hang out with other cool old people who don't have kids. <laughs> that and, like, my kids will take care of Auntie Brienne and Uncle Aaron. Yeah. They, they will. will. They'll come over and be like, hey, hey, remember that time I stuck gum in your hair? Hey, you remember that? Wasn't that great? You're old now. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is a lot of people have kids who don't take care of their parents having kids is not a guarantee oh my god it's not retirement plan that's, yeah, that's not, not a even, retirement not plan. Even a little I was just bit. at the nursing home visiting my grandmother at thanksgiving there are so many so many sad 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 old individuals there who didn't have anyone there for thanksgiving and just like i was just like this is so fucking depressing like it doesn't i guarantee many of those people have families yeah they're not there mm-hmm. also so, like that's some bullshit I don't have the future planning to think that far, you guys. I'm like... You live for the moment. No, like, I'm just not (laughs) capable of conceiving the fact that my life will continue for longer than five years from now because of, like, my mental illness issues. I'm like, I probably won't make it that long. And then I make it that long and I'm like, whoa! I actually am similar to you. That's really interesting because I think, like, I want to have kids and I want to have a family. And yet, like, typically I can see myself doing things. Like, I can see myself graduating from grad school and having a therapy practice I cannot imagine myself having a family that freaks me out and I don't know what it is but also like I can't picture myself living to old old age not at all I can't in the slightest I wonder if that is I'm gonna be 150 because they're gonna figure out some shit before I get to that I mean I think part of it for me is just like this terror of my body decaying because I already have a really fraught relationship with my body and so like semi-jokingly I'm like once I start to go physically I kind of just want it to be over and I realize that that's very offensive to many old people, and I get, like, there can be quality of life mm-hmm. with age. Absolutely. I'm screwed up. I am owning that. You're not necessarily. My parents have hinted on many occasions that they are not going to die separately, and I just don't know what to do with that. Goodness. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, you just will that into existence then, and I'm going to ignore Well, that's a bomb to drop. <laughs> okay. All right. We have wandered. Two things that I that I think are outside of all of our experiences that we haven't had to deal with personally is um, the idea of uh, having children as population selection. You know, so quiverful movements, oh 
breeding little soldiers. I for feel Christ. a little bit about with my husband's wait, family. What? So they're eating soldiers for Christ. Do you know? Have you heard of Quiverful? I have, but I didn't know that that's what they thought. Yeah, like they're little Christ like literally soldiers. What it is. Bre- breeding for God. Yeah, the name to, comes to... from a line that says, "Fill your quiver full of arrows, like by having babies." Ugh. Yeah, they're like a weapon in the army of God. The more kids you have, the more you can spread the message. Oh God. I knew that's that how we get part, people... but I didn't think it was literally compared to an army. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. news. To yeah, me. that's how we get the Duggars. Mm-hmm. But um, my my husband's family is actually not that far. They're fairly religious on the evangelical side, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of his extended family had that viewpoint. Uh, and I get nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy that in our current society we are not concerned so much about lineage, carrying on lines. You know, it's not our duty to have... I said duty. (laughs) Duty. (laughs) Diarrhea. (laughs) Can we post a video from Family Guy to that? Be like, hey, Lois. We can never post Family Guy anything on unacceptable. It's icky. Yeah. Mm. Um, But yeah, so we don't have to worry about that. We don't have any family responsibility, familial, you know, duty to help carry our, our name on to the next generation. Yeah. And we're not also concerned with, like, saving our race, you know, saving our nation by popping out children, like 1930s Germany, for example. (laughs) Just throwing one out there, you know. Um, I'm sure all of our listeners can figure out for themselves what's wrong with that one. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about any more myths or why people think we should have kids? I want to talk about one other thing, which is, should your parents have a say in whether you have kids? No, because there's a lot of folks out there who are like, well, when are you going to give your parents grandbabies? What about their feelings on it? Aren't you making them sad by not having those grandbabies? And I get it. Like, it's a valid feeling for a parent to want their child to reproduce. It's fine to have that feeling, to want the little babies again, well, to love the they, babies. They had a kid, and yeah. it worked out well for them. Yeah, so. but you know what? My mom wants me to live next door pretty much all the time. doesn't mean I'm going to fucking live next door. Exactly. Right. Not yeah. doing it. I yeah. think I think it's a pretty easy answer for us to all yeah. say, no, parents should not have uh, a say in whether... Yeah. I do kind of wish that there was a more open dialogue about it. Like, I think my mother knows that she's not supposed to have an opinion about it. And so uh-huh. she says, like, no, no, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. But, but then whenever she sees a baby, she gets, like, this ecstatic look on her face. And I can tell that she really would like grandchildren and mm-hmm. that she really misses being around babies. And sometimes I kind of wish she'd just say to me, like, yeah, I do kind of want grandkids, but that's not my decision. That would be cool. Like, that, that would, would be awesome. That would be an amazing conversation. That would be so cool. Yeah. But So, Olivia's mom, get on that. Yeah. When you listen to this podcast. Does your mom listen? Please Does don't listen to this podcast. Listen? Does your mom listen? No. My mom, my mom doesn't like this kind of, um, I, I forget what this kind of podcast is called, conversational style. Yeah. I don't she, either, she likes which much is more bizarre scripted. that I'm in one. Yeah. Uh, I don't think my mom listens to podcasts, but my mom does read my blog, so perhaps she is listening. If so, hey mom, let's have a conversation. There you go. Right on. I'm happy to mediate the conversation if you'd like. I'm an excellent conversation mediator. <laughs> we should have her on the show. No. Nope. Nope. No moms. No, nope. no Hard no's. Hard pass. No yeah. moms. No, that's, I, I would not want that. 
We've, we've talked about that before. Like, nope. Nope. No parents. Oh, no. Nope. No parents. No mom. My dad would be fucking hilarious on this podcast, but no. My dad would be terrifying on this podcast. My dad would be inadvertently offensive. My dad would probably be, too, <laughs> but he would be like... That's funny, Brianne. You should say that louder. What did, what did you say, She Brienne? said my dad's dead. Oh, my God! Because he is. You didn't know that. No, That's why it would be terrifying to have him on the show. <laughs> I did not know that. You don't own the inappropriate yes. for this episode. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank you for saving me, Brianne. Because I also hope we never have Brianne's dead father on the podcast, because that would mean so many things were wrong in my brain. With physics. Physics, yes. <laughs> I don't know. If he was a friendly ghost. What was your dad's name? Don. Don, the friendly ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Don. I never met you, but I bet you were bomb. <laughs> All right. Um, wait, wait. One one more. One, one more? more. One more? Um, you won't know what real love is unless you have a baby. <laughs> or get a cat. That? They're dead. Well, or you won't understand what fulfillment is, you know, all sorts oh. of... Any, any of those, like, it's a deeper experience than anything else you'll have. You are life. a woman, and you do not live your full life as a woman unless you use your uterus to... Make a baby. Make a baby. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is actually But a they concept. don't say that to people who adopt, I think. Maybe they do. I don't know that much about people who adopt. But, like, I don't think they get that comment as much. I, I think that there is a taboo against asking people why they adopt. Yeah. You know, so it, it would be incredibly rude if someone was like, oh, you adopted. Why'd you do that? Couldn't you have your own? Couldn't you oh make your own? Oh, my God. That sounds awful. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. would imagine... It's it's like religion. It's like as long as you have some kids somehow, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's just what really if you have cats, right? I've got those. I have a deep love for those little fuckers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I do get on board with my friend who gets really annoyed with people who compare their feline friends to actual babies. Yeah, it's different. Like, don't do that. Don't, that's, that's not cool. No, but I do enjoy the memes where, like, everyone's having babies and posting pictures on Facebook. And, and then, like, you know, post a little wrapped up, a swaddled kitten with a bonnet. Yeah. This is me. That being said, <laughs> many of the ways that you deal with cat behaviors are the same as the ways that you deal with very small child behaviors. Because behavioralism works on everyone. Please don't come at me, autism people. I, I, don't, I don't know about if I agree with that. It's a, like... A lot of the principles of animal behavioral science can be applied to humans just as easily, just in different ways. And, like, some people find that super offensive that you would reward or discourage certain behaviors, but I totally don't. I see. At a very basic level, this is true. I think, like, there is a very small group of people who are familiar with behavioralism, like, behavioral science. And two of them are sitting at this table. And two of them are sitting at this (laughs) table. I think most people treat their 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 animal babies a lot differently than they do their human I think they babies. do and I think that's actually a problem with how they treat their animal babies I think that that is not unfair yeah <laughs> I think that's also a topic for another podcast I agree <laughs> and I would love to talk about it and I'm bring Jody sure in you would. Oh, can we Jody. have Jody come talk about animals uh yes okay yes she has said that she would do that all right be excited <clears throat> for that listeners so we mentioned earlier that none of the three of us have kids right now. Uh, let's talk a little bit about our personal lives and about whether, like, what our current thinking is on having kids and uh, why we do not yet have kids. Um, should we should we schwazy for it? No. <laughs> that would be so. That would be terrible radio. Let's do it. 
Schwazi. Schwazi. Right, okay, so we're ready, ready set, to tell their story go. first. There you go, there you go. You're orange. <laughs> it's Brienne. Oh, You're also supposed to link to the Schwazi app. It's cool. Brienne was purple. Usually I, was I like green. when I win Schwazi. I was orange. Okay. Very I, important. So I, I great, mentioned great. a little bit before I have never wanted kids. I, I just always, since I probably, since I started thinking about kids probably right around the time when I went to college because I thought I might start having sex and I should probably do something to make sure I don't have babies. <laughs> Go buy an anti-family pack. Right, right. So that's like you start thinking about your reproductive choices uh, when you when you kind of get there, right? When you get to that When you age. get brandy. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I probably around college I started thinking about kids and I, I just... I never, I never wanted kids ever. I never had that urge. I never yeah. had that. I never saw myself like swaddling a baby. I never saw my, myself. Yeah, I always like kids, and I still to this day like kids. I, I think that they're fun to be around. I like holding them. I like smelling them. I like touching their little feet. I like their little socks when their little socks and when they're all squirmy. I love all of it. I love changing their diapers, and I love when they puke on me. Ah, uh, gross. I Not those so two. Cute. Not they're those so two. Cute. I love everything. <laughs> But um, I have a look of horror upon my face. Horror oh, is very horrified. Yeah. Um, so my more thought out reasoning over the years now is there is just so much to do and so much to see and learn and all these experiences that are out there for me to have and so many things for me to focus on about myself. And I really feel like having a child would be distracting. <laughs> from that so I fall firmly into that uh that perception of uh the selfish no not selfish just no, no, no 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 the perception oh, of the, the perception. selfish child-free person like I just I don't want a kid mucking up all that uh, there's too much to do uh honestly there's not enough money to go around I don't want to spend my money on a kid um for a long time, I wanted to go back to school. Uh, it wasn't until I was 35. 35 was my decision point on whether I was going to try to go back to school or not. And um, I definitely didn't want kids if I was going to be back in school. Um, I made sure that the partner who I ended up marrying uh, didn't want children. That would have been a deal breaker for me. Uh, it's a very early conversation that we had. And um, yeah, I think those are the big ones. I just There's just too much to do out there. And I feel like if I did have a kid... I would rehash a lot of experiences that I did have because I've had so many fun experiences in my life and I would want to repeat them all to pass them on like hmm. and and not spend so much time doing new things. I mean, I'm sure that there would be some new things, mm -hmm. but there would be a lot of time spent on rehashing the stuff I grew up with and trying to pass on those things that brought me joy. And as I've continued to grow older and grow more aware of different personality types, that could be really toxic, you know, like mm -hmm. trying to make my child enjoy the things that I enjoyed. I think that I, I wouldn't fall into that trap as easily now, but it's something that if I had had a kid maybe 10 years ago, I definitely would have been one of those parents who is like, do this thing because I enjoyed it, so you'll enjoy it too. And that is not a very healthy place to be all the time so unless you get you really, really, really lucky yeah you know so so that's me that's mine <laughs> I guess I can go oh I was gonna oh, swazi you to? let's swazi cause we're blue versus purple blue versus purple blue what? What? Anyway. it matches your shirt it does so <clears throat> every everything all the time um 
so the first reason that I do not want to have kids is because I have honestly probably a phobia of being pregnant if I actually stop and think about it. Um, as somebody with a history of an eating disorder, having my body grow and then do a bunch of weird shit that I don't understand that is outside of my control um, and that could hurt me is the actual hell. Like, I would not be able to handle that and I, I'm 99% sure that I would revert to really unhealthy behaviors that would mm. injure both me and the baby. So pregnancy is not an option for me unless something in my brain changes radically. That seems unlikely given how far I've come in 10 years. Um, so if I were to have a child, I would adopt. And I am open to the possibility that at some point in the future, maybe I will have a complete change of mind and want to adopt. Seems unlikely, but I'm not going to say I never, ever, 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 ever want a kid because... The world likes to make a fool of me. Um, and then I would end up adopting. So the other thing that really complicates for the, this for me is that I have, I, I'm questioning my gender to some extent. And so pregnancy and motherhood feel very tied up in that to me, especially pregnancy insofar as it involves certain reproductive organs. I feel very icky about my reproductive organs. I want them gone. Most people won't give you a voluntary hysterectomy just because you're like, I don't like my uterus and I'd like it out. They're a little, they don't do that. Um, that's what I would like. Um, also, asexuality uh, makes it harder to conceive, makes it harder to think of your body in the sexual way that leads <clears throat> to pregnancy, typically. And uh, for me, I'm pretty touch-phobic, and so having a kid could be really challenging with that. Beyond the pregnancy piece... There's the fact that I'm a pretty mentally ill human and require a great deal of work on my own to function. Um, that means a lot of time to myself. That means a lot of my husband like making food for me. That means oftentimes I'm not capable of cooking food or cleaning the house or cleaning up after my cats. It would be hugely irresponsible for me to bring a human into that circumstance. And this is not to say that anybody who is depressed should not have a kid. And it's to say that I know where I am and what my limits are, and that if I were to have a kid and another person wholly dependent on me, fucking up my sleep patterns, fucking up my ability to eat the way that I want to, I would crash and burn so immediately that it would be hellish. Um, so at least for now, it would be a horrible choice for me to have a kid. And I don't think it's selfish to recognize that it would be detrimental to one's health to have a kid. It is focusing on myself. It is making choices that prioritize myself above some other hypothetical creature that doesn't exist yet, but I'm totally cool with that. Um, I also never grew up thinking that I would have kids. It just wasn't something that ever crossed my mind. Um, I assumed from the time that I was maybe 10 that I wouldn't have kids because why would I? And to me, that makes sense. Honestly, like a kid is an addition. The the starting point should be, I'm not going to have a kid and there should be a reason to have a kid because they're a huge responsibility. They're a huge part of your life. There's so much work and money and energy that goes into them. And it's, it's another person's life that you're creating and you're responsible for so much of how they turn out. Like, yeah, that should not be the default position. Like, that also freaks me out. I don't want to have another person entirely dependent on me. I'll fuck them up. What if I ruin them? What if mm -hmm. I break them? Um, and beyond that, I'm totally cool with the idea that I'm selfish. I really hate mm -hmm. the anger towards the word selfish. 
um, especially when it comes to women, because anytime women do things that prioritize themselves and taking care of themselves and saying, I have needs and wants, and I would like to do those things rather than take care of somebody else, we're labeled selfish and told that we can't see beyond ourselves and that we are unfulfilled and shrewish in some way. The mm-hmm. idea that I'm not a giving person because I won't pop a creature out of my uterus is absurd. I work for very little pay at a nonprofit. I voluntarily blog without any pay. I do this goddamn podcast for you all without any pay. I do all sorts of stuff to create and give back to the world. And if you think that the only way you can create and make a better future generation is by making another human, then you are very sadly limited. And I also worry about how you're going to raise your kids and whether they're actually going to grow up to be the kind of people that put something positive out into the world. Like, that kind of mindset to me doesn't say growth, positivity, (laughs) building up. It says tearing down to me. So I would much rather be a person who focuses on making myself as good as I can be, and I don't think I can be the best person I can be with another human dependent on me. So that, that's pretty much it. Preach. Yeah. Yeah, word. So I really want babies, but I wasn't always that way. Um, I, um, coming out of college, having my, you know, I was a women's studies minor. I was really involved in the college feminists and in, in all of that experience kind of was like, no, I think this isn't for me. Um, I... Worked in the corporate world for a year, and then I went back to school for massage therapy. And while I was doing that, I decided I would nanny. So I was nannying two little girls that then became three, and I can pinpoint the exact moment when I knew I needed to have kids. I've always loved them. I just didn't necessarily want them for myself. So (sighs) I took care of very affluent children, children of of affluent parents, whatever. So they had golf lessons one summer. Now, I'm fucking serious. I'd take them to the the country club, and they had their golf lessons. And the baby and I, I was like, do you want to go to Caribou and have a smoothie? And she was like, she was like a year, almost a year. No, she was a little over a year at that point. She was a year old and she had golf lessons? No, no, no. This is the one that I was taking in a smoothie. So there were three kids. The older ones went to golf, and me and the little one, who was probably nearly two at that point. Damn, they started (laughs) running. She it's was the nearly most t- important life skill. <laughs> she was nearly two at that point, and so we went to go get smoothies. And as we were walking out, we had a really great time, and we were sitting there and goofing around, drinking smoothie, making silly faces at each other. I picked her up, and I took her out to the parking lot, and she put her arms around my neck, and she put her head on my shoulder, and I was like, yup. <clears throat> like, that was it. Like, I, I had to have it. Like, I knew I loved those kids so much, but, like... The bonding experience I had with the one that I took care of from birth was so incredible. And I just, I was like, I really wasn't sure. And I'm so sure. Um, And so I think at that time I was about 25. And I think hormonally there were a lot of things going on in my body. Like I started to have pregnancy dreams and breastfeeding dreams and dreams about giving birth. And I still have those all the time. All the time. I've had horror dreams about pregnancy. See, and that's, and for me, they're very happy dreams. Yeah. And actually, I've, on occasion, I've woken up crying because I'm like, I had a baby in my arms oh my and it's God. gone now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a very intense need. Like for me, there is, if I cannot have my own children, I will foster, I will adopt, I do, will do whatever I can to have kids in my life and to raise them. So 
Um, it's very important to me, and I don't think... I think I do it for fulfillment, but not... I want it for fulfillment, but not because anyone told me I had to, for the same reason that you don't want them, because you find so many other things very fulfilling, and you want experiences, and you want to try new things instead of repeating old things, and for me, like, this is my ultimate experience. That's so cool that you found that. Thank you. Like, there's nothing in my life that I'm like, I've found the ultimate. <laughs> it's here. It's ter- And I feel like such a... I don't know. It feels like such the antithesis to everything that I believe in and stand for. In a lot of ways, you know, and I, I struggle with it. I'm like, am I really doing this just because I think I'm supposed to? But I've sat with it long enough where I'm like, no, there is something, like, the first thing I did when I met my niece is, they're like, oh, she needs a diaper change. I'm like, I got it. And I just went right in and we took care of it. Mm -hmm. I put her to sleep twice. I fed her. I burped her. Like, I, if you had, if there weren't other people hoping to hold that baby, you would have had to pry her out of my arms. (laughs) So, like, she just is like, I don't know. For me, it's. I it's had, a must. I had similar feelings about getting married when I was like, do I really want this? Or is it just that people have told me that I want it so much yeah. that I mm-hmm. have started to want it? And I think on some level, maybe maybe that is true. Maybe it is true that society has conditioned you to want it. But that doesn't mean you don't want it. Yeah. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that feeling isn't real. Right. And like you still get to pay attention to that want and need for yourself. Mm-hmm. And yep. it doesn't feel to me like the end to the antithesis of the values that you have espoused because it's your values are individual choice that's true you know it's it's all about making your choice and and be you know being able to make that choice freely right and just because i stand for someone else's right to say no thanks i don't want kids doesn't mean that i don't also stand for my own to say yeah i do and somebody's got to do it i mean do they know they really know yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, everyone. I know. A lovely experience. So we made a, a an attempt at looking at some of the research into... Uh, There's just a lot of think pieces, you guys. Yeah. It, so so the, the fields of sociology and psychology are the ones that appear to be the most interested in the topics of... Uh, reproductive choice, uh, child-free research, and it looks like it's a relatively newish study, at least formalized. Um, It came around in the 70s. Um, It was focused mostly on women, heterosexual women, and it started out in some really dark places, like looking at the desire to not have children as being a deviant behavior. Um, and over time, it has not gotten a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) There is still not a lot of research around, um, women who are lesbians, people who are genderqueer, heterosexual men, homosexual men. Um, a lot of the articles that I glanced at all said, in the future, we'd like to see more studies focused on these populations. Yeah, I ran into that too. Yeah. Or in the future, I mean, more studies are needed. Well, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I got that. Mm-hmm. There was one that I was enjoying reading by Blackstone and Stewart in uh, Sociology Compass in 2012, 
Uh, it was a collection. It was kind of a meta-analysis of a bunch of other studies, and her list of references was like five pages long. There are just a ton of other articles that she has linked to. Um, one of the things that I liked is they differentiated between macro-level influences on the decision to go child-free and micro-level influ- influences. So the macro-levels that they identified was the feminist movements of the of the 1970s, um, increased reproductive freedom, so the pill and uh, society's expectations that women should have a say in whether they want to have children or not, and increasing labor force participation was how they phrased it. Meaning Jobs. Career ladies. Yeah. But also, like, can you imagine if women were still not allowed in the workforce, but we had birth control and the ability to say we didn't want kids? That sounds real boring. But but what value would we have to society? <laughs> but, like, I just imagine, like, if you don't have kids and you're expected to just, like, stay at home and not work, like... The labor force is a huge part of it because it gives you something else to do. It gives you a different source oh, of fulfillment. I was thinking, like, we would just all be independently wealthy and we could travel oh, okay. all around. And- <laughs> you know what you do, Olivia, is you would stay at home and make a nice roast for your husband, warm his slippers by the fire, I would burn have the, the fucking paper. house down. <laughs> I cannot cook. And you'd find some time for knitting. I like knitting. Me too. Nope, crochet. I'm Legit, perfect. I would get so bored if I didn't have my job. I'd lose my shit. So, did you guys, um, and the, oh, sorry, so uh, I got off track. Surprise. Sorry. Uh, the, and then they looked at the micro reasons for not having kids, and the micro level ones were more individual ones, some of the things that we discussed earlier. Yeah. You know, money. The, interestingly, one of the ones that they talked about that I didn't see in a lot of places, but I've heard before, is the idea that uh, uh, women expressed a thought that they wouldn't live up to societal expectations of what a good mother is. Yes. Yep. Yep. But was there any research that you guys found that was particularly um, I had, yes, I had some research called Perceptions, Emotions, and Behaviors Towards Women Based on Parental Status. And I think it's important to read that title because it really does encompass the study. Um, it was done by someone whose name I'm going to mispronounce no matter how hard Just I try. Just go for the last name then. Bayes. B-A-Y-S. There you go. Um, the What's study... Journal? Oh, sorry. Did you not grab the journal? No, I did. Okay. I did. Journal and year. Well, hold on. It is here. I have very high standards. Yes, you do. In my podcast research. Uh, well, let me just do this while <laughs> I am goes. trying to find it. What the fuck? Um, okay, so um, it was done basically on perception of mothers, the childless women, meaning women who are not able to have children. Mm-hmm. Um, and women who were child-free. And so this is interesting to me. So mothers and childless women were rated as warmer, more warm than competent, and child-free women were rated as more competent than warm. Ew. Right? Um, I am so warm, god damn it. I am so fucking warm! Mothers were the most admired group eliciting helping behaviors. Childless women elicited pity, and child-free women, wait for it, elicited envy, disgust, and harm behaviors, meaning that negative perceptions and emotions towards child-free women may result in harm from others. Harming behaviors. Um, another interesting few studies um, that give a variety of evidence is about who is happier, the parents or the 
folks without kids. And I think this is just interesting because one of the arguments that parents give so often is that you won't be truly happy, you won't be truly fulfilled. Um, in fact, uh, very few studies have found that people with kids are happier. That pretty much just doesn't exist in any of the studies that I found. Um, there was a study by Princeton and Stony Brook University published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science. I don't have the year just yet, um, but that found very little difference in the life satisfaction between the two groups. Um, this was from 2013. Um, once things like religion, education, and income were factored out, um, there are, let's see, they did find that parents tend to have higher highs and lower lows, so they experience a bigger diversity of emotions. Uh, I say, thank you very much, I've got enough of that already. Um, <laughs> my brain is really fucked up. Uh, there was also a study done in, well, this is um, in stuff.co.nz, and it looks over a variety of different studies and finds that it really depends on country that how supported parents are can make a huge difference in their happiness. So for example, the US ranked lowest in parental happiness because we have really shitty childcare and really shitty parental leave and all sorts of things like that. So that's another thing to take into account when we're considering whether we want to have kids. Um, Slash move out of the US. Well, what? that too. There's a thing. That's all I got. Sex rolls, February 2017, volume 76, issue three out of four. Looks like issue three fourths, but that's wrong. Pages 138 through 155. Nice. Proper Thank citations. You. I could do it in APA style. Oh, if you please give me a moment. don't. <laughs> nope. Nope. So, um, I, I think that's about it. For I us. think so too. I Wait. do have something fun to end Aww. on. I found an article called Throwing the Baby Out with the Bathwater. <laughs> Child-free oh, yeah, advocates. Just, like, really bad, bad. Child-free advocates and the oh. rhetoric of choice. Yeah. There was one that was like, I judge child-free people and I'm not ashamed. <laughs> yeah. I hate your kids. That was that was a title of a book. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why the choice to be childless is bad for America. Yep. My favorite quote of all of the research we did tonight Crudely put, the lack of productive screwing could further be screwing the screwed generation. Newsweek, Harry Siegel, 2013. Fan Fuck you, sir. Yeah, that one is just like... And the, what so, did you say? He I thinks see, he's clever. Yeah. That one thinks they're clever, too. So <laughs> many, so many like, not-kiddings yeah. in, in these articles. Yuck, yuck, oh, my yuck. God, but we did find some really fucking awesome pictures of old cat ladies. Oh, oh my God. Oh, we'll post some. We'll Can share I just, some. I would like to share the one quote I found that is awesome. It was very good. And Olivia and I both enjoyed this, and I think... Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. This was in an article from Self... Uh, November 1st, 2016, called 10 Women Look Back on Living Child-Free by Choice. The sixth entry is the best, in my humble opinion. I rather enjoy living alone amid cats and tottering piles of books, pursuing my interests and keeping the hours that suit me. Fucking yes, you nice. do you. That is the best thing I've ever heard. And she heard. looks like, like a goddamn goddess. She does. She looks so poised. I'm and not just sure like, if it's actually her, but... Come at me. <laughs> it might be her. I hope so. We're going to post this article. It's yeah. good. Very good, good. All right, Brienne, what do you have to finish us up? Because we are getting a little long. Yes, so uh, a movie or book that dealt with reproductive dystopias that really stuck with you, and I'm automatically pulling Handmaid's Tale because it's the first one I read. Really think so. 
don't know if I so know So TV, enough. movie, books. Having to deal with either loss or control of uh, reproductive choice. Didn't The Giver? Yes. Yep. That one fucked me up real good when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Do you, do you want to tell what you remember about it? Yeah, I remember that they... Didn't the people all have roles? Like, there were, yep. there were people who did reproduction and... Yeah. I vaguely remember that, and I remember that there was a... They were birth mothers. Like, there were just a few yes. people chosen to be birth mothers. But you didn't always keep your kid. Right. It was... You were just... Like the Handmaid's Tale. A baby you were, factory. Yeah, you were popping them out. Yep. And they were getting assigned somewhere. Do you, do you have one? The only thing that I can think of, and I don't have a very clear memory of it, is Children of Men. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Which is set in a future, I think, sort of post-apocalyptic world where... Um, everyone is infertile right except for this one woman and they're trying to get her out of some sort of like totalitarian regime so that she can go have her baby and be happy mm-hmm. um and i would like to rewatch it because i don't i watched it with um a college boyfriend and i was very smitten at the time and was paying more attention to him than i was to the movie so i would like to rewatch it with mm-hmm. better focus i read brave new world as a teenager and that messed my crap up a lot <laughs> So I remember about that, that birth was highly controlled. Um, most women were sterilized. Um, anyone who wasn't sterilized was forced to use birth control, and you had to, like, register to be able to have kids. Uh, that, one was, that one was pretty bad to read as a young coming-of-age woman. Um, another one, though... And this is a spoiler, so this is about the TV show 3%. So if you are listening and you don't want to know the ending of the 3%, uh, skip forward about 30 seconds. So do the rewind or the fast forward sound. (laughs) That was more like a bird. Okay, 30 seconds from here. (laughs) From here, yeah. Hi, it's your friendly neighborhood Olivia here, just giving you a note that if you don't want to hear any spoilers about the 3%, you should skip to 1 hour, 7 minutes, and 21 seconds. Thank you. So in the 3%, did you guys see this one? No. This is a really interesting movie. I think it was uh, Brazilian and really well dubbed. You forgot that they weren't speaking English half the time. It was really great. Um, But... All, everyone has a chance to participate in this, these thinking Olympics, basically, where only a very few people will make it to the very end. And then you get to go live in, like, this magical world offshore that was, like, there was plenty of food and everything. And, of course, the society that they're coming from is all very destitute. There's poverty everywhere, not enough food, all that. Um, and at the very end, it turns out that the way that they are able to keep such a uh, utopia offshore is everyone is sterile. That's the last part of the whole Olympics. The last few people that make it all the way to the end, the 3%, have to get a shot that makes them infertile. And so there is no children on this island. There's no um, reproduction. There's no... It's it's like they don't spend a lot of time explaining how this society works because it's like the last episode of the 3%. Um, But it just really stuck with me like, God, what a... Oh, ah! Like, I don't know Is why. it bad that I'm, like, 
sign me up. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, there were just there were a lot of things to unpack in that. Like the way that you have a utopia is to stop having kids, and I think it probably is tied into that idea of overpopulation. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably the main theme of the ending of that that show. But that one stuck with me for a long time. That was a good show, though. Yeah. Well. And that was a and great show. And hopefully you'll come back because that was longer than 30 seconds and I hope I haven't ruined it for you. I can put in a better spoiler warning and tell you exactly when to drop back in. Okay. Um, I think that's going to do it for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure that you do all the things. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. SSSJCast. Super Serious Social Justice Podcast. Tell us what your favorite reproductive dystopia is. Oh, please. I need more. I yeah. love dystopian novels. You can email us at sssjcast at gmail.com. Check us out online, sssjcast.com. Um, and also, we would love, 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 love it if you left us reviews and ratings. We have had, I believe, six reviews at this point, Woo-hoo! and it is like the coolest fucking thing in the world. Makes I cry. can't handle it um, that people are listening to this. So, please make our day. Leave us a nice review. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really Ooh. like our listener who likes to message us on Facebook. It brightens my day. He is great. <laughs> so also, I want some goddamn emails. Yeah. So, I check every day. I don't care what they're about. No, seriously. Like, <laughs> send me a picture of your cat. You guys are going to get in trouble. Like, send us pictures of your cats. Yes! We'll, I will create a new page on our website for your cats. David, Fuck send, yes. David, send us a picture of Joan. Listener cats. Yes. Mm-hmm. Listener's cats. Okay. Yes. Show them listening to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are going to sign off here. Oh, no, no. Tell us why you're child-free or why you chose to have kids, too. Oh, that's more topical. Good job. We want to hear your feedback is what we're saying. Um, Thanks, as always, to Jody for doing all of our design and to Kind Red Spirits for doing our intro music. Uh, We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Lit off fast as hell. Twenty federalists on our trail and they're gone. Blazing inside, except for kill. I knew we would never make it, so I dropped you off at the depot station. I kissed you once for every pain I felt. Sorry as hell. Without my companion, I was doing 90 on the edge of the canyon and the federals moving in on me. They said, son, we're taking dead or alive, so you better play ball if you want to survive.